Good morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ 93.5 FM, 1110 AM, radio worth listening to. With me today is Marcia Talbot, associate broker, and myself, Veronica Daugherty, licensed real estate agent with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. So good morning on this gray day. So we're going to bring you some real estate cheer. Yes, we hope so. (laughs) I never thought of it that way, but we're trying. We'll try to make it as entertaining as possible. And please uh, remember, it is a call-in show. If you want to go off topic, that's okay with us, too. If we can answer your question, we will. If we can't, we'll take your information and try to get an answer for you as quickly as possible. But for now, we're going to start with what happened over the weekend. So I had a very interesting weekend. Um, Yesterday, I had the privilege and and pleasure to be invited to Shirley Gordon, who used to live in Warwick's Mm -hmm. 90th birthday party, (gasps) where there were literally uh, at least 150 people. Wow. She is still... Vibrant, amazing, volunteering. When they did the list of what Shirley does on, on, during the during the month, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, she takes she she works at two food pantries. She lives in South Orange now uh, mm-hmm. to be closer to her daughters, who one lives in Maplewood, so it's very close. But people just were there were just accolades from family, from friends, from everybody who knew her. It was just inspiring yes it was really nice and then we did they always say that's what keeps you young the more you do the more active you are looks young they they had put together this little song about how come you don't look old (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was quite it was quite lovely and then the usual weekend events which is you know try to get everything done Mm -hmm. and do a little holiday shopping Mm -hmm. and to to finish off on that Well, I hate to sound like the Grinch, but I do not (laughs) enjoy holiday shopping at all. Um, I do it under duress. And for the most part, what I do is I turn on the caroling really loud in my car. (laughs) because Put you in the mood? Yeah. (laughs) It helps me ignore what's going on around me because I, I really enjoy the holidays. I don't enjoy the shopping part of it. I like the songs. I like the stories. I like to hear what people did years ago and how they celebrated and, you know, memorable moments and things like that. And to me, getting together with family and friends is so, so, so much more important than the gifts that I can give. I think that when you really look at what the, these holidays mean, mm-hmm. that's the essence. Mm-hmm. And and I find that these days, you're, you're racking your brain beforehand. And I, I hope I'm not mi- being a downer, but... No, it's cheerful. People, We're going to be cheerful. <laughs> but you're racking your brain, trying to figure out what you should get for who and, you know, can it be, should it be bigger? But half the kids already have everything that you can possibly think so of. So true. And, uh, you know, I find a lot of people I heard were doing things like they'll give their children half of the gifts, and then in July or for their birthday, they'll give them the other half because there's usually like so much because grandparents are very generous, aunts and uncles. Before you know it, you know, your tree, you can't even see your tree (laughs) through the gifts. But anyway, 
Um, and like I said, I, I do the ca- uh, play the carols mainly because there is so much traffic and it's all like going nowhere, rush, rush, rush. That I find that very soothing. You mean so, the 75 mile an hour drivers in, a, in, in the a 45 30, yeah, mile mm-hmm, an hour zone? Right. Yeah, that's a little... <laughs> the, the sales are still on. Right. Um, one of the things that we did this past week, because it's Hanukkah, which started on Tuesday night, um, and in Warwick, if you live in Warwick, uh, Moshe has, for the last, I don't know, actually know how many years, but there's a, a Hanukkah menorah next to the creche, so it, it's it's so lovely. And uh, on Tuesday night was the first night of Hanukkah, so the, the first candle and the shemesh, the watch, mm-hmm. the, the candle that you light first, um, was lit. It is electric, so <laughs> the, nothing's going to go up in smoke. And um, they said the prayers, talked about the reason for Hanukkah, and then everybody went to his store because it was cold where there was potato latkes. Oh, and whole th- I haven't quite <laughs> figured out, and one day I will, um, where that comes from because it's all about the oil. And, of course, potato pancakes yeah, are yeah, fried. Yeah, you were mentioning something about, it's about the oil. It's about the oil. Yeah. It, and, Isn't that funny? Um, in men, actually, I have a, a cookbook which has this wonderful recipe for fried chicken. Mm-hmm. So we were being really good and didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But um, also in Israel, they do donuts. And again, the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because it's fried. Right. So oh, interesting. That, so it's yeah. beca- the commemoration of the mm-hmm. miracle that though there was only enough oil to light the candles in, in the synagogue... Uh, for one day, it lasted free, mm-hmm. and so it's a celebration yeah. of actually a freedom. Yeah, this such a lot of interesting information. You know, I'm sure other people have uh, interesting um, memories of their particular culture and how they celebrate and do things. I always find it fascinating listening because it's actually enjoyable. Because in the end, you're really all doing the same thing. Yes, you're celebrating with family and enjoying the time together. Whatever the the uh, uh, whatever, whatever your religious beliefs, yes, exactly. yeah, I think that comes in. You know, certainly comes mm-hmm. into play, and recognition and expression of your of your faith, or of your culture or customs. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to my daughter on Friday night, mm-hmm. and I brought potatoes, and we did made latkes, uh, which is potato pancakes. Um, and my grandson, who was four, informed me that his were better because he made them in school and his were square <laughs> and mine weren't. So I went, okay. <laughs> so I said, now, you know, I've been cooking for many years. <laughs> That's the first time a four-year-old told me. Was, yeah, what do you know, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Um, All right. I- so, I think that was weekend. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say, I think that this was the last weekend for the buggy ride right. around Warwick, which is an annual event, uh, and it's free. Mm-hmm. The people get this horse-drawn uh, wagon, a little tour of Warwick, and people line up, and it's so sweet. Unfortunately, yeah. it's also cold. But yes, <laughs> yes, but it's amazing. Every year we get more and more people. Yeah, yeah, so I... You know, if if you missed it, put it on your calendar mm-hmm. for next year. And again, it's it's an enjoyable event, you know, so there's plenty of room for people to get on. And it, it happens from, what is it, 11 o'clock in the morning until... Yeah, 11 to 4. Yeah. Four, which is I a, think they're over yeah, at 4. Yeah. And uh, it does get publicized. So, you know, put it on, like Marcia said, put it on your calendar. We sponsor it. 
mm-hmm. Better Homes yes, and Gardens sponsor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get uh, candy canes. Yes. And maybe hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right. So um, we have to talk about real estate. Yes, real we estate do. Job. Sorry about that, folks, but <laughs> it's time for that. Uh, one of the things we wanted to, to touch on was the shift uh, from single-family homes to condos and townhomes. Um, there are a lot of people now, for a number of reasons, first-time home buyers, whatever, they're trying to pull out of that rental market, and they're looking for something affordable. Oftentimes, you're not going to be able to find anything um, in your price range because most people, first-time home buyers, don't have accumulated wealth. They don't have 20% down. They have 3.5. Which is okay. Uh, yeah, they're starting out, and that's that's the way everybody starts out. So condos are very affordable and townhomes, and they usually fit in the parameters of, of what their pre-approval will cover. There's Could, other reasons so also. Downsizing. Um, well, downsizing or also for many people who right now we are two members of the family who work, uh, condos or townhouses, mm-hmm. depending, um, allow you you do not have the outside maintenance you don't have the maintenance you don't right. have to worry about mm-hmm. shoveling the mm-hmm. snow or you know doing the garden mm-hmm. that you might want to do in the future or you've done in the past so it gives someone an opportunity to become a homeowner and start there and start or finish right <laughs> right know? and also you know again to to talk about the downsizing part of it i know that my husband and i too have been thinking about going to something smaller and where we don't have to do all the outside work mm-hmm. um now we're in a rental where a lot of that gets done for us but you always do like to have something of your own and for a lot of people who are downsizing, it helps them to retain that retirement nest egg that they've accumulated from the larger home. And that's always very helpful because, you know, as you as you age, I mean, this is a reality, folks. You know, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you've got you've got expenses. You think you don't, but just wait. different expenses yeah different expenses different set of expenses okay you're not buying a brand new car every year or you're not buying a bazillion toys for your kids for christmas but you have you want to go on trips so you want to have that extra money you want to go on on uh cruises you know i'm hearing it every day people are going my brother i mean he's going on something every month he just recently came back from europe then he went on one of those um like cruises to nowhere and it's always something and they're just doing it because they don't know they're they're like look no life yeah life is short let's do it so is that a bucket list right it's a bucket (laughs) list yeah yeah i'm all for bucket lists so one of the other things i was going to say about condos is that they are selling rapidly yes um so if you're thinking if you have a condominium or a townhouse and thinking about selling, this is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Don't and, wait. Yep. Cause, and there's a lot of people out there looking for condos. It's uh, young families. It's uh, downsizers. It's investors. Everybody's looking. Because not just that, our rentals are, are at, a, at an all-time low pretty much. As soon as a rental comes on, it's gone. And we have a ton of people looking for rentals. 
Um, I have that's the I would say more in that uh, twelve hundred mm-hmm. to eighteen hundred right. price range. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our rentals are uh, moving quickly too. Yes. The, the, in that the two bedroom seems to be. And as always, our single family homes are. Inventory is incredibly low, and we really need you to reconsider <laughs> staying in your home. <laughs> Sell it so that someone else can live in it. <laughs> All righty. Um, you know what? We're going to have to break for a second, and we will be right back. This is Marsha Talbot and Veronica Daugherty of Better Homes and Gardens. We will be back. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, I'm Carol Rogers. We are excited to announce our partnership with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty and to introduce you to the Carol Rogers Real Estate Team. Susan and I listen and strive to make your experience stress-free. And I'm Susan Schneider. Between Carol and myself, we have sold over 200 homes at Warwick Grove alone. And now we also cover the greater Hudson Valley. Visit us at carolrogerssells.com for a complimentary market analysis and we will answer all of your real estate questions. Hudson United Mortgage, the number one mortgage company, specializes in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Vanman Smart is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Hudson United Mortgage is a broker and correspondent lender licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and specializes in residential loans in all three states. There are low down payments for first-time home buyers, and they'll offer you a $100 gift card just to look at your offer from another lender. To set up an appointment or for more information, go to HudsonMortgage.com. Hudson United Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 152355, is an NY limited liability company and operates with the following licenses. Licensed correspondent mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance, a registered mortgage broker with the NYS Department of Financial Services. All NY loans are arranged through third-party lenders, not affiliated with Hudson United Bank. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension in Orange County, inviting you to join me and your Orange County farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon where you will learn everything agriculture on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guests every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre right here on WTBQ, playing the best music. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home. And we're back. Marsha Talbot, Associate Broker, Veronica Daugherty, Licensed Real Estate Agent of Better Homes and Gardens, Rand Realty. Good morning again. <laughs> yes, and here we are at the Real Real Estate Show. Um, I think we're going to continue with the birdhouse situation. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, I said this to Veronica, I was looking out my window. I have always had a very active bird community in my backyard. 
I have um, suet out, I have um, feeders. And the last few, the last month or so, when I expected a lot of visitors, so this is about bird houses or <laughs> taking care of the outdoors. Um, there weren't any birds. There was hardly a bird at the feeder. So I changed, I changed the feeder. I thought maybe because sometimes it could get corrupted. I did wash it out, put fresh seed in. That didn't work. I threw out all the seed, got a new bird feeder, nothing. So I went on Google because this might be happening at your house too. And evidently I was not the first person to say, where are the birds? It has to do with migration. It has to do with temperature. It has to do with how many ch how many baby birds they had the last year. Anyway, this morning we had lots of birds, so mm. I, I was thrilled about that. Um, I had three different kinds of woodpeckers, and I had titmouse, and I had chickadees, which are my and I saw a cardinal in the tree, mm. and also I usually have morning doves and and a few that I don't recognize as as well. Anyway. Um, Put out a birdhouse, put out a feeder, take it, let's take, we are stewards of our properties and stewards of the land, so take it, take it out. And the other thing that I did want to say before when I was talking about Shirley Gordon, one of the people who had gotten up to talk about, you know, coming to Warwick and seeing her aunt and uncle was that she remembered seeing the cows. What I did want to say, so I went over to her and I said, well, we still have cows and it was your uncle Seymour Gordon who was responsible for PDR, which is Purchase oh. of Development Rights. So it was. She said, "Oh, I know that, and I know that you might not have as many cows, but I know that we have four thousand acres of of uh, land that has been preserved. So there's lots of birds on that one too. Anyway, put out a birdhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna start drifting over into." Um we are drifting, aren't we? Homes, <laughs> homes being available. We also just want to let you know that the multiple offer situation is still alive in um, all of the transactions, including REOs, which are bank-owned properties. Oftentimes, which uh, sometimes is very disconcerting to, to buyers who are really interested in getting a good deal, they'll see that there are multiple offers, best and final, due by, and it'll give you a date. Um, there is the occasional real estate-owned property or slash bank-owned property that will tell you you can't put a bid in until the people who own the house or have owned the house have the opportunity to see if they can come up with the funds to continue to live in the house. And that would then, be on short sales. No, that is also on REOs. On REOs? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised because I've been oh, reading a okay. couple of them. My mistake. And yeah. it's it's almost like, yes, you can go in and you can look at it, but you can't put the offer in until the first 20 days is up or the first 15 days or the first seven days, whatever. So even though it's real estate owned, which means the bank <laughs> has taken possession and has the deed, that the, that the former owner has the opportunity? They have probably worked out something. something. I yeah. was very, very, it's something I would like to look into a little bit yeah, more I'm, because I'm I found it very interesting. Yes, and on those too, people are just waiting to go in and put their offer in. You know, and then you have, obviously you have your people who, um, young first-time buyers, and then you have people who are investment buyers that are also looking at those things, well, and they have third dips. Yeah, like, sometimes it's yeah, limited yeah. to uh, new buy to buyers in the gen in the mm -hmm. 
full marketplace and there's a waiting period and then investors have the opportunity to correct to, to correct put yes. it in it's yes. it's very complicated because you're dealing and our, we are sounding sketchy because we are every bank is different every transaction yes and so even though we can give you general knowledge on certain on certain aspects of it right uh, it, it is a little tricky because I find with all of them, I always have to call somebody to get additional information because everything is not out there. There's HomePath, there's Zomi, there's, uh, oh gosh, a bunch of them. There's houses even going into auction. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. But uh, that's going to bring us to our one of our topics, which is uh, short sale and the first steps. Uh, one of the things I would like to impress on people, and I guess, Marcia, you can agree with me, is that your first step in a short sale, if you're like, if you've already defaulted by one month, you should be speaking with an attorney and trying to find out what the possibilities are going forward, how you should address this issue. Are there any kind of programs available that will help you? The HARP program, yeah. Rather than going short sale, rather than foreclosing, rather than doing deed in lieu. I mean, this is a topic that we have discussed several times, but what we're trying to say is if you truly don't want to take a major hit on your credit over time, you may want to talk to your attorney and say, how can I best get out of this with the least cost to me in the long run? The damage that it does. Right. Certainly if it's a one month situation and it's going to change and you're going to be okay on the second, the, the following months. Right. That, you know, that's certainly understandable. Somebody right. could, you know, be sick, something like that. Right. But if but, you've lost your job. Right. If there are the extenuating circumstances where you're, you know that you're not going to be able to pursue and your house, then that's the time you talk to attorneys. Right. Don't wait. Um, there are options out there. Uh, there are other possibilities. There may be a way of refinancing, all, again, mm -hmm. depending upon the bank. There are some government programs. Take, you know, when, when adversity strikes, you tend to try to ignore it. It's like, oh, maybe if I close my eyes and put my head under the covers, it'll go away. It doesn't. No. So that's the time when you really have to be proactive for yourself. Right. Um, right. And you may find that there are things that can help you along and over that bump. Right. Um, if not, you should still talk to an attorney because what you want to do, and not everybody can do a short sale. Correct. So you need you need advice and you need legal advice. I, I've heard horrible things on ads on the program on 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 various things like it's okay, just walk away. No, that's not the answer because that ultimately affects you in such a negative manner. So what you want to do is speak to an attorney. There are many who are Really, this is their focus. They all are very familiar right. with short sales, and there may there's there's help out there. Yeah. Um, then when we have a, a, a considerable list yes, in the office yes. of attorneys that are very proficient in these types of transactions, and definitely someone that you should take, um, you know, speak with. 
So, and these are not easy transactions. They're not something that goes immediately. So that's why we're saying don't wait. Start start the process right away mm-hmm. because a short sale could take a, a a year or more, and foreclosure could take multiple years. So you need to know exactly what you're up against. One of the agents in our office just closed on one that had been going for 19 months. A short sale? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they finally got it. They stuck to it. And, well, they had a good agent. He's really excellent. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they just stuck to their guns and they said, we're doing this no matter what. And they finally he got their home. He represented the seller? He represented the buyer. I represented a buyer where we just closed after... It was t- uh, 11, 11 and a half months. Mm. Yeah, it's it's amazing how, and it's it's we're we're really we don't really know well well yes we do but we don't want to accuse anybody we know why these things go awry. <laughs> it's a horrible. It's not a, a it's not a great process. Right. So that's why we're saying get advice, uh, help yourself. Don't lose your you know if you have to give up your house, do it in a manner that's. As advantageous to yourself Absolutely. as it possibly could be. Yeah, um, I think that, and New York State is one of the hardest states in this in this situation mm-hmm. because I think it has to go before the judge. So it, it's not an easy. In that case, it's it, that's part of the the time frame, and I think we're coming out of what really occurred under the recession, under the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be less of them. Less, but, but they keep trickling still, out. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're out there. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think people try to hang on. You yeah. know, they try to hang on. They they cross their fingers and they say something good is going to happen. We're going to get out of this. But and again, sometimes they do. Right, and sometimes they do. The thing is that again, what we keep repeating, and we hope that you're listening. Make sure you get the thing that's most advantageous to you, as Marcia said before. You know, you need to help yourself. So get the best advice you possibly can. And then, of course, a good agent that's familiar with the process that can help you through it because there's going to be tons of paperwork <laughs> and lots of headaches. And we do lots of handholding. So you can cry on our shoulders. We're there. Um, I think we have tissues in the office. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, I just bought a box the other day. So did I. I think it was really for colds, but we, we share. <laughs> so... Okay. What do you I, want to talk about next? Well, let's see. Um, we've already did we hit on the foot traffic in Warwick, or no. do you want to do you want to do that with the? Uh, well, we can. We'll talk about that after our our break. Thank you so much. Come on back. We'll be back. we'll be here. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. 
Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed. Poseidon Adventure, remember that movie? The reason why it listed and went over, Shelly Winters, born in the state, 19... Oh, stop it. What? That was a great movie. Stop it. for the love of God. She was not that heavy. Okay. She didn't get out of the boat, did she? They couldn't get her through the hole, remember that? I'd like... The Frank Truatt Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. WTBQ of little light snow, uh, some freezing rain or sleet this morning. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy today with our highs reaching into the low 40s. Tonight remaining cloudy, then becoming partly cloudy overnight with a low near 30. Tomorrow, partly sunny and milder in the afternoon as we reach the mid and upper 40s. Still with some clouds around tomorrow night, we'll head down to around 30. And on Wednesday, partly sunny and breezy with a high close to 40. I'm meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. And we're back. And we have some call-ins. Call-ins, yes. Good All morning. Right. Yes, good morning, Veronica, Marsha. I just had a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many vacant or abandoned properties are in New York State or in Orange County or Dutchess or Rockland, you know, compared to others and how that has that improved or not improved, or is there any way of gauging that? Uh, yes, there is. There are reports, and I was running a couple of them yesterday, uh, but as it turned out, there were so many of them, I said, wait a minute, I could do a whole <laughs> show on this. Right. But um, I did come up with 15 REOs. In, in real estate the, owned. Yeah, the real estate bank owned properties, 15 in Warwick. And uh, then I came up with fifth, uh, 10 short sales in Warwick. And that includes Greenwood Lake, it cl- includes Pine Island, and um, Florida and Warwick. So I guess it was going by school district. Um, actually, Warwick Town. So it includes Florida, Greenwood Lake, and Warwick. Now, the other thing I noticed, too, was Orange County, but I did look at it from the previous year, and it is down. Unfortunately, I am very sorry for that, too. I didn't bring that sheet in with me. I usually come in with, like, a ream of paper (laughs) and get through about five pages. Yeah, so um, that's something you could report on, you know, next time or in another show. That would be a good one. Yeah, I think we should do. Yeah, and maybe some type of report. Is there any way of getting, like, a report each quarter or something to say, okay, the number of abandoned properties or foreclosures or whatever, this is what we have as far as a number, so that this way, I guess, it's just a good, good information to share, I guess. Well, I think there's a difference between foreclosure and abandoned. Because or zombie it, properties. I we guess. don't have that many zombie properties, um, per se, because even if it's taken over in a short sale, depending upon the bank, they are they are mowing the mm-hmm. lawn. They mm-hmm. are taking care of. They winterize the properties. You know that that expression, zombie properties. Um, there may be a few, and I don't want to say there aren't. 
But you think of that more in the case of urban areas than we do here, because even if it's in a subdivision or something, sometimes the neighbors mow the lawn. So you're not right. driving by. You're right. not mm -hmm. seeing what, quote, right. zombie properties. Is that what, a requirement now by New York State law that they have to take over the properties, or do you know? Who takes over? Well, whoever, you know, is responsible for the properties if it's, you know, let go or whatever. There, um, there, well, was, an, there was an article published um, last year, and again, I don't, I can't recall it verbatim, but it did have something to do with, as of a certain date, the banks were now responsible for a portion of the upkeep, the upkeep and right, maintenance okay. of the property. But anything prior to that, I think with kind of like, you know, okay, well, it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen to it. But what was happening now is those properties were purchased by um, real estate banks, and what they did was they did renovate them, and a lot right. of them are on the market now, and they are they are REOs, but they've been improved properties, so they're a little That's bit good. more valuable, yeah, than the That's old good. REOs were, which when you walked in, you were like, oh my God, the ceiling's going to crash down around me, you right. know, yeah, it's not that bad anymore, but again, as no, of that good. particular date... Yeah. Right. And it's dependent, no. again, upon the lending institution. So some, right. I have seen some where they've been totally renovated, looks fabulous, and some that, mm, it's not mm -hmm. so great. Yeah. So I could I, use more. Yeah, yeah, more TLC, right? Yes. And some of the properties, too, um, are being sold just as teardowns. It's cash right. or it's cash or reno, and some of them will actually say, this is a teardown. So right. you know going in, you're just paying for the land. Right. Where are you okay. talking about? Have you seen that? In which areas? Um, I was just looking at one the other day. I think it might have been, oh, I think it might have been like Middletown. I'm not sure. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but it was, some a, of them a, little it bit was a nice urban. one. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was like really literally pennies, you know. Yeah. I think that it's, it's pretty much of a broad range so between the short sales and teardowns and uh, real estate owned. Again, it's so wide because it's dependent upon the institution. It's dependent upon the area that really um, <clears throat> requires maybe a teardown. Yeah. For example, like if there were something selling um, here in Warwick and it was, you know, nobody wanted it. It's really falling apart, maybe down, who knows, maybe Pine Island, whatever. And they and they would list as a as a well because some of them are hidden in the woods you know so you really never get a chance to see them the woods Pine Island's yeah. mostly fields no I don't mean I'm just giving an example <laughs> oh okay and um, what happens is the land has become more valuable because it is a building lot already it's already been used as a home and it has already had well septic etc cetera, etc cetera. so now they're saying well look if the place is falling apart anyway. I would say let's to, just move ahead with it to kind of interrupt that mm -hmm. um, that some I would say in some cases properties in Greenwood Lake which were originally just little summer cottages mm -hmm. you know that you might mm -hmm. see because they there were some at very low prices um, that were on the market where I could see somebody mm -hmm. saying okay I can rebuild yeah. this or tear it down because it wasn't much to begin with mm -hmm. it was small you know, as, yeah. and they might not ha have 
uh, septic or what? Yeah. Well, they, they would have to have septic. Yeah, because now I've got an idea. Thank you so much. I have a okay, wonderful thank idea. Thank you. But have a good holiday. Uh, yes, now. you thank too. You. Take care. Bye bye. Mike. Mike. Okay, we there? got Mike here. <laughs> oh, he's no longer here? Oh, no. Well, Mike, Uh-oh. if you hear us, call back. <laughs> uh, he probably had to take another call. Yeah, he probably does. So maybe we'll hear from him. Mike Van Sansar will be calling us, maybe, we hope. Um, to give us a little bit of an update because there was a small increase in the rates. Yes. Um, last week. And uh, I think we talked about that. It was a quarter of a point. And Mike will be able to elicit, a, a, um, give you a much better overview than I. But think about it. A quarter of a point is should not truly affect you in a major way. Yeah, he did mention something about that, that quarter points really don't do serious damage to, you know, the mortgage payment. Um, well, hopefully he will call back and elaborate on that, which would be wonderful. Um, I'm just going to go over some statistics for the local market update for November 2016 and November 2017. So single-family homes... Um, new listings in November of 2016, and I only do, I'm only doing this for comparison so that you know what's going on. Mike's on again. Okay, okay. we're going to take a quick break <laughs> and listen for Mike. Hey, Mike. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah, I tried, and then uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, I didn't get to hear that other caller's call. Was it about short sales? Uh, um, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also... Um, Properties that, you know, tear down properties, or how many zombie properties, et cetera. In so, a wide range of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I actually called into the banking department on Friday and I didn't even know they have a, um, you can locate zombie properties and give them on their automated system, I guess. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that that's would be good. Helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you call in, it's like if you're calling to report a zombie property, press three. <laughs> thought it was oh. interesting. Oh, yeah. And you just get it through the bank? Uh, I don't know how it works. I mean, oh, I was calling okay. just to get status on some in, some other some other things, and I just uh, that was what their uh, I guess their automated system was okay. saying. So I thought that was interesting. Is right. that a national um, bank, bank or a local bank? No, that was the banking department in New York State. Oh, okay, oh. that's great. That's good to know. So we could <laughs> yeah. then answer Mark's question. <laughs> it was a little bit of a yeah, good fumble. Luck. <laughs> um, so yeah, I haven't listened to the whole show. I've been on a couple of calls, but I know that you guys were discussing short sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. As far as from our perspective, I mean, we do quite a few short sales. Um, they do take a lot of time, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the negotiation is the hardest part. I think one of the hardest things is really the first lien position is usually pretty easy. It's the second lien position, mm-hmm. like if they have a HELOC or a close end second. Right. Those are the ones that usually put up a little bit of a fight because they know that they might lose it all, essentially. Right. So um, th- they seem to put their foot in the ground pretty hard. But um, I have one actually pending right now where um, – where we just got approval from the banks. Right. So, Mike, a lot of people long. don't un- uh, understand that there could be two liens, you know, that the first lien is the mortgage, and then there could be a second mortgage. Uh, it could be um, a, home, a home equity. Right, home equity. Or yep. I've had a situation where there was a furniture lien. There could be, you know, there are other things, and you have to negotiate through all of them in order to 
have that short right. sale. Oh, tax liens. What, what can you tell us about the tax liens? <laughs> I buy house. That they have to be paid. <laughs> right? Uh. <laughs> and some people ask for the buyer to pay them, and other uh, listings don't require that, which is the difference. Is it like... I guess if it's owned by the county, maybe the buyer would pay it, but I've yes. never seen an instance where most of the time, if a person's in a short sale situation or a foreclosure, the bank, the lender that they have is right. paying the taxes. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. the last thing they want to do is let the county come in and, and basically take the property out from under them for a few thousand dollars that they own back mm-hmm. taxes. Yeah. So they're constantly, you know, paying the taxes for them. But what happens is when we get the payoff, the lender essentially includes, let's say they've, you know, it's been a year or two process and they own ten or $15,000 in taxes. That's included in the payoff that we get from the lender. And so the if, if they owed one fifty in the beginning and, you know, they add another $30,000 in back taxes, that's what the payoff reflects. Hmm. Do you also agree that the pool of short sales and REOs is shrinking? I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the lenders are smart in that they don't they don't want to flood the market with them because it, it you know it brings values down. Mm-hmm. So they kind of sprinkle them in. Oh, you know okay. they'll do a couple. You know they'll do twenty here and then maybe you know wait a quarter or two and then do a few more. So they they do have them still on the books. It's right. just that they're sprinkling them into the market so that they don't affect the market right. negatively. Okay, because uh, I've seen a couple where I know for sure that they've definitely come off the market they've gone to the lender and in some cases they're on they're in limbo for over two years because there's one that i've been chasing for quite some time and finally they told me okay it's going to go to auction but it's going to go to auction through the lender yeah and a lot of times the the lenders have the first right to buy them back when it gets auctioned so a lot of times you'll see like the banks will pick them up and then resell them after the fact Mm -hmm. okay and what can you tell us about rates? Well, as you know, they went up last week a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it was already baked into the pricing. So we kind of anticipated the rate hike. So a lot of our rates had already, you know, anticipated the quarter point. So nothing really changed. We didn't go from a, you know, four and a quarter to a four and a half overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have just kind of, if there was, let's say, a discount point or maybe a lender credit that was, um, you know, for a 4% interest rate, that might have increased or decreased depending on which lender it was and what program, essentially. Mm. So I don't think it was an immediate hit to the market. It usually takes a little while to catch up. Right. Because, um, I mean, even today, I mean, the stock market, normally when the stock market's rallying, the bond market is um, increasing and it's actually not changing much today. We're almost right. about even. Right. So that's a, I'm surprised to see that. And would you agree, too, that that doesn't give you a significant hit on the up side of a mortgage, meaning that, you know, it's not going to, say, like, change it from 1000 to 2000 Oh, not at all, yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the price increases will change it from this perspective. Right. You know, if homes continue to go up, then that's really what's going to affect the mortgage right. at this point. And then going into next year, I think they, they anticipated a few rate hikes, and they actually the minutes from the Fed meeting, they, they don't anticipate doing as many next year because the market's performing and inflation is, I guess, decreasing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything? Anything else, Marsha? No, I think that's... No? <laughs> when Plenty we talk of- about going up and going down, I always get confused, but thank you. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me a private lesson last week, and I'm going to need another one. So thank you so much, Mike, for calling in. Um, we're going to take a break now, and no we will be right day. back. Take care. 
Hi, this is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension in Orange County, inviting you to join me and your Orange County farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you will learn everything agriculture on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back. Marsha Talbot, associate broker, Veronica Daugherty, licensed real estate agent, here with the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Uh, we'd also like to give you a little information about ourselves in case you want to reach us. I'm um, Veronica Daugherty.randrealty.com is my website, and Veronica is with a K, so if you don't get me with the C, try the K. <laughs> It'll bounce. <laughs> And my cell is 845-544-5807. If you want to call me in the office, it's 845-986-4848, extension 105. And again, that's Veronica Daugherty at randrealty.com. Marsha Talbot, and it's M-A-R-S-H-A. My parents were different. Uh, dot Talbot, T-A-L-B-O-T, just like the store that we don't own. Um, so it's Marsha.Talbot at um at randrealty.com, 845-258-0041, and my extension at 986-4848 is extension 17. All righty. Now, we're going to get back into stats um, because we want to give you some idea of what's going on in Orange County, and we're only going to be hitting November to November. So it'll be November 2016 and then November 2017. So for new listings um, in 2016... We had 282. This year, we've had 304. That's new listings. Closed sales. Uh, we've had 297 closed sales this year, as opposed to the closed sales that we had last year in November, and that was 302. So that's 302 
we did a little bit better in 2016 with closing sales. Dates on the market until sale this year, we've got 105 days on the market until the house is sold. That's pretty good. Um, and last year, it was 113 days. So little by little, the time for selling them is getting shorter, which is why we keep begging you for more listings, okay? Because if we have no houses to sell, we, we're out of a job. <laughs> we're out of a job. We don't have a job. We're independent <laughs> contractors. We don't even get paid. <laughs> the the median sale price this year was two hundred and fifty five thousand one hundred, um, which is an eleven point nine percent increase. The median sale price in twenty sixteen was two twenty seven nine fifty. So we're really starting to move up. So. As you know, when you're looking at statistics, they can be maneuvered. So when we're reading these things off, we're not really dealing with price range. Right. So that in the lower price range and in the condo market, mm -hmm. that's where we're seeing a, a fast movement of time. Right. Not as much in, in, a, um, in some of the single families. So I'm going to talk to you about supply. And this will just, this is actually will be Warwick, or actually Orange County. In Orange County, we have 6.2 months of supply. And what that means is there's X amount of houses are absorbed or sold in a certain period of time. Six is where there is a shift. So above six, it's a buyer's market. Below six, it's a seller's market. We are really right on the cusp, so to speak, at 6.2. Um, and that, you know, represents a, a real sh a broad um, amount of difference in price. Yes. Because if you're talking, you could be talking about $200,000 versus a lot more. So mm -hmm. I'm going to check the difference you'll see is in houses over $348,000. And that's 9.8 months of supply, which means that's still in that buyer's market uh, mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it always takes longer. The pool of people who can afford uh, uh, houses as you go up, up the scale, so to speak, are less and less. And I always think of it as a pyramid. So the bottom is the broader part, and that's where most people buy, and mm -hmm. then you get up that that pyramid right. and the higher right. the, the higher the pyramid pyramid the narrower it becomes the less pool of buyers that you have right so that's where we are we're in a shifting situation um, a lot remains to be seen because no one knows what the future my my uh, my <laughs> my crystal ball is you can see through it. It's pretty clear. No one knows what's happening. I just so. use a snow globe and I watch Santa go around and around <laughs> and around. <laughs> it's almost like that. I want to talk a little bit about reminding you of seasonal events to enjoy. Um, the Arboretum, the Orange County Arboretum, um, it has a light show um, and it's open uh, from daily from November 24th to December 23rd, 5 to 8 p.m., and then it's closed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but also they'll be open again December 26th through December 31st, and that's 5 to 8. And I think Grace talked about it. It's Thomas Bull Memorial Park on Route 416 in Montgomery. 
And it's a beautiful show, and there's free hot cocoa. And you can wander through the beautiful gardens and holiday lights. Um, Also, what Christmas Wonderland, which is at 310 Scotchtown Road, weather permitting, 6 to 9 every night from the 24th to the 29th of, that was the 24th of November to the 29th of December. And there is a suggested donation, and that's supposed to be really fun um, and lots of lights. And then Christmas on the Farm with Egbert, uh, great, I, uh, <laughs> that's at Devitt's uh, in New Windsor, 56 Devitt Circle. There is a small charge admission for, of $8. Ch- uh, children under age three are free. And I heard that it is absolutely great fun for young yeah, children. Yeah, I'll bet. I bet that place trains, was always great. There's, yeah. um, uh, uh, oh, Egbert is a Christmas tradition in the Hudson Valley. He talks to the children and knows their name. It's an experience they will remember for a long time. There's a huge display and an egg, eggs press train. I don't know what it is, but it <laughs> certainly sounds I. like fun. So... Check. I, I looked on um, the Orange County tourism. Um, you may. There are some other other events. There's uh, handmade markets. There's mm-hmm. some farmers markets, indoor markets that yeah. are open. Check. Check around. Check the local newspaper. Uh, this is the time to you know spend the time with the family, enjoy the holidays. Um, there's a few extra days off, so have fun, everybody. And Veronica, I don't think we'll be back. We'll be here I, until I won't be here until January first. So we're I'm going to be celebrating New Year at WTBQ. So we wish everybody happy holidays. And um, we're just going to take a moment too to thank our sponsors: Chris Starrett's Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Carol Rogers and Susan Schneider of the Carol Rogers team, also Better Homes and Gardens. Mike Van Mansart of Hudson United Mortgage. We love him. He's great. Um, he's just so full of information. It, it's incredible. He's got so much in his head. I want to put a port between mine and him. Again, wish everybody. We want to wish you happy holidays. Your community radio station since 1969. WTBQ. Wow.